You're listening to The G-Factor with Lauren and Tony, a weekly microcast offering a variety of unique ways to market your business or organization. Now, without further ado, here are the hosts of G-Factor, Lauren Doherty and Tony Van. Lauren, I had the craziest thing happen to me this week. You ready for What's this? That? Yes, okay. tell me. So I'm driving around, minding my own business, listening to my little podcast. Now, it's it's a local podcast, granted, but I'm driving around. It's a good little podcast. I uh, shall re- remain nameless at this point. But as I'm driving, I keep hearing like this text message thing going off. And I'm like, okay, well, I keep looking at my phone and I'm like, well, I'm uh i've got it on mute silent and i mean i don't usually take text message with dings or whatever and so i keep driving and then like 10 minutes later you know whatever i'm thinking what is that i finally finally realize it dawns on me that the people recording the podcast which i'm listening to have a phone going off during their podcast and it is driving me crazy Well, one, that reminds me, maybe I should put my phone on silent. But two, um, thank God it was not some scary person in your back seat. That's all I can say. Holy cow. You know what, Lauren? I didn't even check. I hope that's what it is. I might need to stop right now and go outside and check my car. Well, I mean, those true crime murder podcasts and shows I watch are good for something. I mean, you know. You're welcome. Oh my gosh. You you and my mom should get together. I think my mom has put like nine new locks on her front door since she moved in. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not sure like that. But. I'm sure she probably checks her entire car before she gets in there to make sure that there's nothing, you know, nefarious going on. Might be on. smart. Yeah. 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 Well, that's just a fun fact. And and to that, to that fun fact knowledge there, um, today's podcast we're gonna call Did You Know, which I think is fun, right? Yeah, that was the amazing segue because those two things really had nothing to do with each other. So good job. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. Are we talking about segues today? Because I used to really want one back in the oh, early 2000s. Yeah. The scooter, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And you you could be a tour guide. That was your dream, yes. Still is, Lauren. I'm not giving that dream up. I've got I've got about what 15 years before retirement. Yeah. I know you probably want it to go much faster than that, but yeah. So maybe I can get on a Segway, break a hip, and you know, get into one of my wife's senior care centers. So it'll all work it's out. Perfect. Like that. So mm-hmm. yeah. Life life is good, man. Life is good. So. Uh well, did you know? So we're gonna talk a little bit about digital placement, digital advertising, why you need to be on uh, the interwebs and uh, all of that jazz. Yeah. Well, tell us why. I mean, if, well, if folks the, don't already know why, tell us. Well, thanks for the setup, Lauren. I really appreciate that. Um, so the reason why you need to be online is because everybody is. So I don't know if you know this little fun fact, Lauren. I happened to look it up, but there are plus or minus almost eight billion with a b eight billion people in the world in Mm -hmm. in the entire planet now that's not counting mars or the people on the international space station those are people just on terrestrial earth almost three billion people once again with a b it's like 2.8 billion people are on Facebook. That means Mm -hmm. that basically if you're driving around in a car full of four people and they're all world representatives, 
one in every four people are going to be on the Facebook right That's there. crazy. So it is crazy. Um, the other stats are about the same. Uh, Instagram is about one billion, which is still one eighth. Uh, YouTube is a little over two billion at this point. Same thing, about one in every four ish, a little better than that. Um, poor Twitter is kind of dying. They're sitting around 300 million or so, but uh, that's why you need to be on there. I think it would be very interesting if we talked to people and said, you know, uh, you want to be on TV or radio or billboards or outdoor or whatever. Uh, the, the real importance here is that uh, people are on the internet, they're on social media and candidly, social media does us a little bit of a favor and it divides up and shows demographic information, which allows us to connect with people who are likely consumers or likely stakeholders in either a service or product for clients or for us or for whatever. So yeah, well, that's why you that should the be numbers, there. Yeah, the numbers don't lie for sure. So so the numbers are great. Um, social numbers being um, extremely high, like you just said, it's kind of crazy to think about that way. That's one place to advertise online and to target, but there's also some other options. So we'll just mention those briefly. So there's also geofencing where you literally can um, target people in a certain area through online advertising. Um, display ads, which is kind of similar, but you can pick different ways to target folks and then retarget them as well. Even with some of the privacy um, laws changing, which I'm sure you've all heard about, there are still some retargeting options out there. Um, and then just Google search and pay-per-click is another type of digital ads. So um, social being, you know, there's tons of options on social and all of those channels, but there are some others as well. So we want to kind of talk about the meat, though, once you've made the decision on where and who your audience is. So let's kind of get into that a little bit. If I you think, will. yeah, that's great. I think, you know, we're talking about kind of some 12 steps. We all like steps. We all like programs. Why not create a how-to on a 12-step to success, correct? Yeah. So I'll go through the first few. Um, step one is your budget. So this is the question that's always you know hard to answer, I feel like. Um, know your budget or a range, and that will help you narrow down your options from there. Um, it's much different if you have, you know, 50 or a hundred dollars a day or a week, than if you have thousands, what your options are. So know your budget first and foremost. Step two, I would say, look at your past campaigns. And that does not mean they have to be digital. Look at any, if you've never done digital before, look at, you know, print or look at direct mail, whatever you've done in the ad space, um, review those campaigns and what worked and what didn't just for a refresher. If you have done digital ads before though, definitely make sure you go back and look at those and see and check your metrics and what did work and did not work. That goes from messaging to call to action, you know, everything, just review that. Step three is create some objectives or goals. So, you know, it might be drive website traffic, or it might be drive phone calls, or it might be get people in the door, but you need to know what your goal is, what your end game is before you go on, you go down this road. Um, that will help shape your messaging as well as where and who you will target. Four then is identify the audiences. So once you know what your goals and objectives are, then you should decide your audience. Um, and then after that is when you should 
definitely decide your tactics. So this is where you've kind of already explored your options and some of those we mentioned. Um, But after you know your audience and your goals, that's when you can narrow down and decide, okay, I'm going to place here, here, and here, but I'm not going to do, you know, YouTube right now because I don't have video assets or because that doesn't really match my audience. Um, And then step six, which we'll actually talk about here in a little bit some more is your message. So after you have those tactics and, you know, the channels or where you're placing, it's time to create that message and then um, make sure that it, you know, has a good call to action, make sure that um, it matches your goals, make sure it aligns with your audience. And, um, you know, you're really looking at what is what does the whole campaign look like, you're starting to think about message, and you're starting to think about um, even artwork at this point. Those are really good. Those are the first uh, kind of six steps or half of the campaign to success here. Uh, let me kick off here with number seven, which is basically after getting through all of that and making some uh, key decisions, you need to understand what the duration and timing of that campaign will be. You need to look at if you're launching an event or some type of special product and kind of back up or do a backwards calendar, as well as knowing the duration itself. Uh Digital campaigns, digital advertising uh, is not really that effective if you just do it for a day or a week or candidly even for a month. A lot of times the best things uh, that we glean or you can glean from the digital advertising is uh, is data, is what a consumer does like, doesn't like. You can kind of test things in the field and, and go from there. Uh, step number eight is researching the environment you're in. Look at your competitors. Look at see what they're doing. See what you like. See what other folks uh, seem to be having some success with. And understanding that if um, you know you walk into a certain store or you're sitting at home and you start getting uh, digital ads that are either from your competitor or some other type of product, you need to understand what they're doing so that you can kind of uh, either do it better or do something different to uh, gain attention. Number nine, which is very interesting to me, is the final strategy. As we talked about, and Lauren did a great job, the first six steps, this is a 12-step product, or excuse me, 12-step process. And we're on step nine before we even get to the final strategy. Uh So it's very interesting to me that we've gone through three quarters before we're even there. In other words, a lot of research, a lot of planning goes into this. Uh, So, of course, you create the final strategy, make sure that you uh, have all your ducks in a row, make sure you know uh, what your tactics are, what your campaign is, so on and so forth. And then step 10 gets into the actual creative, the actual design, the actual uh, language. Uh, You've determined what kind of content, what your message is going to be, and you get it into uh, step 10 with that creative. Step 11 is where the rubber meets the road. That's going to be the implementation or implementing the uh, digital advertising campaign. And that's everything from launching ads to making sure that the geofencing is targeted correctly, make sure that everything is aligned exactly where you want to be. And the most important part, in my opinion, is the track and refine. Um, you know, uh, my favorite uh, line is from this movie called Hunt for Red October, which is basically, you know, <laughs> you can't put sonar booties out there and not listen. In other words, you can't just drop things in the water and expect that they always work. And so what we like to do is really glean the data the first you know, few weeks or even the first month or two and understand, you know, did the consumer react the, the way we wanted? Are they doing something a little bit different? Or, um, you know, is there something that we can uh, 
fine tune to get a little more horsepower, if you will, out of out of the campaign. So yeah, and that's part of the beauty of digital too, is you can adjust and refine along the way. Um, there's you know with most types of digital ads, if something's not going great after five or seven days, you can totally take it down and relaunch something new or tweak it as needed or tweak the audience. So that's something I also love. You're not married to it for a month or longer with, you know, print or some forms of outdoor and different things like that. So sure. Sure. And why we love it. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and I don't want to jump in, but you also get pretty good feedback. I mean, if you think about some of the other type of, you know, advertising or marketing options, I mean, you really have to put like a, a vanity telephone number or something like that with digital I mean, you get some of that data in real time to understand what the consumer is doing. So that's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That instant gratification that we all love. (laughs) Yeah. I I want it. So, uh, Lauren, clue us in a little bit on what kind of content works. Uh, I mean, we've talked about kind of why you need to be on there, steps to get there. Uh, Once you're there, what kind of content is important for for our uh, listeners to have? Right. So content is king, as we always say, but with digital um, visual content connects. So it keeps your audience interested. Um, It quickly conveys information to your audience. So we're huge proponents of video. Um, It can increase conversions by up to 90%. So that's crazy. 90%. Yeah putting these things together and why is really interesting. Um, 65% of people are visual learners and um, visuals process in your brain 60,000 times faster than actually stopping to read something. Um, So the science behind, you know, why video or great images um, or motion graphics work um, is really interesting to me. So about 40 more, 40% more of people respond to something visual over print. And I think that that number will continue to increase. Um, you know, we're consuming a ton of content online every day and our attention spans are <laughs> less and less. So small, like <laughs> yeah. getting just smaller and smaller. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, remember the days when we thought a two or three minute video was great and that was super quick. I mean, now we're talking seven second videos yeah, or five right. second videos. So, right. I mean, <laughs> and that's just been in, you know, 10 years. So um, definitely go for visual. Um, also pay attention to color and emotion and the emotion guide. So, you know, color will attract people or deter people even. Um, so just those very, you know, simple, but not simple cues, um, are really important. Also, just if you have a strong message or a message you're trying to portray, think about what visuals can also reiterate or portray that message without someone even reading. And then the other key with content that we always try to remember is, you know, if you are doing something that, um, is clickable, make sure that you have a very strong landing page um, for that ad. So when someone clicks that ad, they are delivered straight to what they are looking for. Don't make them search your website. Don't just drop them on the homepage. Don't drop them to somewhere that does not make sense for what they just clicked because they'll be in and out in a millisecond. Like 10 seconds. So, yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, it, 10 seconds would be a lifetime. <laughs> right. you know, they're right. in and out. <laughs> Um, so just make sure you're delivering them to what they are looking for quickly. So that's, you know, that's kind of just a synopsis about content. Um, you know, obviously you don't want to waste your budget. Um, you've done all the steps, right? Except for the content piece is very, very important. So take your time with that. 
So you bring up an excellent point, which that's everyone gets down to the bones. Like, what does this cost? Mm-hmm. I mean, right. what's the bang for my buck? That type of thing. I mean, can you give us a look, kind of a landscape of what to expect so people don't either have sticker shock or they might, you know, judge that they can't afford it when they make it? They might. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So I'm going to kind of break it up into some categories just quickly, but social media basically fits any budget. So obviously the more funds that you have, the either the longer campaign you can run or a larger target audience you can reach. But I mean, you could even just boost a post on Facebook or do an ad for a week at $5 a day. I mean, you do not have to have thousands of dollars um, for social media ads, but obviously your results will reflect your budget. But that is something that's very, very approachable for anyone. Um, and that's what we love about digital. There really is a tactic for any budget. Um, geofencing, it just depends upon the size of the area and population that you'd like to target. But we have done campaigns with multiple locations in the metro area in Tulsa for like $1,000 a month. So it's also, if you think about it, very, very affordable for the number of eyeballs that you can reach. That's really affordable. Um, I mean, if you think about that compared to like, um, you know, outdoor or even like radio or something like that. I mean, the reality is that that is not, that's probably better pricing and you get immediate feedback, which is. Right. You get those really important analytics. Um to kind of help and refine your campaign. So search and retargeting, it also just kind of depends on the range of your target audience and the size. Um, but I would say a thousand to three thousand per month um, would be a, a good budget. Obviously, if you have more, you can reach more folks, um, you know, but that's also very, very affordable for the number of people you can reach with that. And then pay per click. So Google ads also is something that can basically fit any budget. Um, but it really, it kind of also depends on your competitors and your, and the desire for certain search terms in your market um, and how many terms are important to you for those types of ads. But 250 to 750 per month, um, it would be a very uh, great budget to think about. So again, though, something that you can kind of make fit for you. Maybe you only want to target a couple of terms Um, Or you might be really lucky and you don't have a lot of competitors in the market. Um, But that's something else that I would definitely look into to drive website traffic. Anything else we need to talk about? Any type of uh, thoughts on um, like measuring it out, um, how to enjoy the data, expectations for the data, anything like that? Sure. Um, You know, there are a ton of metrics and measurables that you can look at and it's easy to get lost. So something that I definitely pay attention to are the impressions and the click-through rate. So that basically is looking at how many ads were served, how many eyeballs were seen, uh, how many eyeballs saw the ad, and then how many times did they click on the ad? And then look at match that up with your website traffic and your website analytics and see how long they were on the landing page, what they clicked on, what they were interested in. Um, evaluate those clicks versus the impressions for the click-through rate. And then for the return, I always look at the conversion rate and revenue, you know, see what increases you had, you know, go back to your goals and see what was met. Did we get an increase in website traffic? Okay, great. Um, But was that meaningful or or was it just kind of trash traffic and people are that audience was not interested? 
Um, did we get more phone calls? Did we get more, you know, folks in the door? Did we, you know, have coupons come in? Whatever your trackables are, those measurable goals that you set, make sure that you're matching that up and being honest with yourself um, and seeing if those increases were what you were wanting or or not, you know, and what tweaks need to be made. So those are just kind of some simple metrics that definitely you should pay attention to. There's obviously a ton more if we really want to dive in and talk about analytics, but those are where I would start for sure. Very cool. Very cool. Well, speaking of impressions, Lauren, I think we've made a great impression on this. Did you know podcast for this week? I hope so. That's maybe we can create some click throughs, get a great landing page. (laughs) I mean, I, I can throw the jargon like nobody's business. I'm a jargon thrower. How's that? Well, I, I hope that makes us sound trustworthy. (laughs) 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 at least one of us so well good deal well lauren uh yet another one in the can for this week so with that being said i am tony van and i'm lauren doherty and thank you so much for listening to the t-factor podcast we'll see you next week Thank you for listening to G-Factor. For more episodes, additional information, and a way to connect with Lauren and Tony, visit theguildfactor.com.